free sources are usually obviously they're they're much cheaper, but you don't have the time. Most of these free sources, somebody else is doing all the networking, they're doing all the negotiating, they're doing everything, and they're just bringing you a lead, and you pay them by purchasing it, as opposed to the paid sources. Most of them, you have to negotiate, you have to spend money, you have to do all the hard work, you have to do the analysis. So you can buy endless houses, you can buy a hundred rental properties in the next five years, spending a zero dollars in marketing because you're busy. Let somebody else do all the hard work, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do all the negotiations. And as long as you're buying it at your price, who cares if they're making money? Yeah. And obviously you're gonna you're gonna pay this person more than likely when you buy a house from the connector, from the wholesaler, from whoever. But it's it's also about building that relationship with that person too. And you're not paying for leads that you might not buy, right. which is the paid section. Of course. You're listening to the Ordinary Guys, Extraordinary Wealth Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello, welcome to Ordinary Guys, Extraordinary Wealth. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. And this episode is a doozy. It might be my favorite one. I feel like I say that a lot. But this episode is going to be on finding distressed properties because this is a financial freedom and this is a real estate investing podcast. And to invest in real estate and be financially free, what is kind of the very first thing you need? Yeah, it all starts with finding a house, right? Doesn't matter how you rehab it, doesn't matter what appraisal you get. If you don't find a quality house for a good enough deal, none of the rest matters. Yeah, and this is step one. You know, most of the stuff we talk about is building a rental portfolio, but not always. I mean, we just had a podcast episode on wholesaling. So whether you're wholesaling, whether you're fixing and flipping, whether you're renting, you know, kind of no matter what you want to do, let's say you want to Airbnb it, you know, the best way to start out investing in real estate, especially if you don't want to use any of your own money is to find a distressed property. If you're going to put 20% down on Airbnb or something like that, or if you got a lot of money, then all right, you don't really need to find distressed properties. But for 99 point whatever percent of us that start out and love distressed properties, the way to do it without using any of their own money, you got to find distressed properties. So today we're not talking about distressed properties. We're talking about our top lead sources to find distressed properties. Because how many distressed properties are we going to buy this year, Walls? Yeah, so we'll probably buy north of 300 distressed properties. You know, And I would say 95% of them are distressed. And 5%, we just get it at a good enough discount, but those are few and far between. Maybe the house itself is not distressed, but the owner needs to sell quick for some reason or something. So we'll buy north 300 houses, and I would say about you know half of that comes from our paid advertisement, and then half of it comes from our network, which we consider free leads. So we're going to talk about both today. Yep, for sure. We're, we're going to break down how to find these. And I guess the best word to say is distressed and discounted properties, because like yeah. you said, we've bought properties that aren't distressed, that we bought at a discount enough to not use your own money. And yep. these, these methods can find discounted properties that aren't distressed. Just usually they're distressed, especially in a hot market, finding discounted retail ready houses are few and far between, but there'll become a time where they won't be a, yeah. as, as rare. Yeah. I mean, finding distressed houses is even hard. It was, you know, the hardest part of our business when we first started. We're like, man, how are they finding these deals, right? And we have an, an entire company where um, there's five full-time people that go out and just try to find 
these deals all day, every day. That's how challenging it is. So if you're able to dial in this and get your lead flow up with your free and or paid advertisements, then um, I think it makes the less of the birth strategy that much easier. Yeah, it makes everything easier. If you want to flip a house, the cheaper you buy it, the more profit you're going to make, assuming you know you manage the rehab well either way. And if you're wanting to wholesale, the cheaper you get under contract, the more money you're going to make. And if you want to buy rentals, the cheaper you buy it with the birth strategy, the more equity you're going to have or walls the more margin for error there is, yeah. especially at first, which is maybe more important to just screw up a yeah, few less times. Yeah, less risk is another way to say that. Yeah, to screw yeah. up several times and kind of go over budget and over time and still be able to burr out and not use any of your own money. And if that burr word or burrs word kind of doesn't really make a ton of sense to you, we've, we've done episodes on it on this podcast and a lot of stuff on social media. In the show notes, you can see the links, but TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, a lot of stuff on the burrs method. So- lot of stuff. Lots of stuff. All right. So leads are step one in any type of real estate investing strategy. You have to get leads. So we're going to break this into free leads and paid leads. And we'll probably talk about a ton of them, but we're going to give you, you know, two, three, four, five of our favorite free sources and two, three, four, five of our favorite paid sources. We're going to talk about why we like them, where to find them, you know, and we're not going to, we'll talk about TV because you're, you're famous on TV. Yeah, famous. But that's twenty five, thirty thousand a month that most people are going to spend. So right. we're going to give you inexpensive, new, be beginner, free lead sources. So this is a great episode. I think this is probably could be the most impactful episode for people going out and like making money right away using strategies to find deals as opposed to a mindset thing or something about us yeah. personally. This is this is an actionable episode. We're going to call it actionable episode AA. AA. We're in AA right now. We're in well American Airlines. Okay. Gotcha. I think they own AA.com. AA doesn't own it. The uh, Alcoholic Anonymous does not own it, but AA is owned by American Airlines. Nice. Did you know that? No. Now you do. Now I do. I'll use it in trivia night coming up here. We do. Awesome. All right. So, Walls, what is your, I'll let you start it off, Bubs. What's your favorite free lead source? Yeah. So, let me just set the table just a little bit more. Yeah. The, the free can, are great for beginners, but we still use them to this day and we flip 300 houses a year. So um, they're not just for beginners, they're for seasoned real estate investors as well. So can I set a couple more yep, items on the table? Um, that was the salt and pepper. What salt and pepper. I'm going to do like the plate and the forks Silverware. on the left, spoons on the right, Knife. knives on the left. Yeah, sounds right. You know why? Because fork has four letters in it. Left has four letters in it. Spoon has five letters in it. Right has five letters in it. That's how you remember? It. Is that how, why that came about? That's how I remember it. Gotcha. That's how I remember uh, uh, port and starboard. Because right is a lot more letters than... Well, no, there's star. There's an R in it. And port is four letters left. I get it. So left is less letters. Port, starboard is more <laughs> letters right. That's probably... But anyway, yep. star right. Awesome. And like dessert is with two S's because of strawberry shortcake and desert is one S because you're not going to eat a strawberry shortcake in the desert. That'd be ideal. That'd be one of the things you'd want in the desert and some water. Yes, and some water. Okay, that was a fun <laughs> little rift. I like them. They're fun. I, I, I think most people don't mind them as well. We're not trying to be robots up here, but my setting the table is if you're new and you don't have a big budget and you don't have a ton of time, you really want to pay attention to this first section. Like I think the paid section 
we're going to talk about is great to listen to and our rants are really good this episode so you're going to want to listen to the whole thing of course but free sources are usually obviously they're they're much cheaper but you don't have the time most of these free sources somebody else is doing all the networking they're doing all the negotiating they're doing everything and they're just bringing you a lead and you pay them by purchasing it as opposed to the paid sources most of them you have to negotiate you have to spend money you have to do all the hard work you have to do the analysis so you can buy endless houses. You can buy a hundred rental properties in the next five years, spending a zero dollars in marketing because you're busy. Let somebody else do all the hard work, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do all the negotiations. And as long as you're buying it at your price, who cares if they're making money? Yeah. And obviously you're going to, you're going to pay this person more than likely when you buy a house from the connector, from the wholesaler, from whoever, but it's, it's also about building that relationship with that person too. And you're not paying for leads that you might not buy, right. which is the paid section. Of course. Of awesome. Course. So yep. what is your, I think the table's pretty set. Yeah, it's set. So actually I'm going to throw a little wrench in there. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go with my favorite. I'm going to go about, let's go chronologically of how like our progression was on how we started buying houses. Okay. And um, number one, our very first house was on the MLS. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have our license. So we got with a local real estate agent that wanted to help us find a property. They set us up a little search, and that's that's my mother-in-law. Shout out to Robin. We're buying. Set, uh, set us up a little search, and then um, you know we looked about 50 houses before we bought our first one. And a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of people do. But when you utilize a real estate agent to purchase something, their commission comes from the seller. It doesn't cost you anything to utilize that real estate agent. So deals are on the MLS still. You know, set yourself up a search, handyman special, as is, foreclosure, whatever it is. And we bought two houses on the MLS last week. Uh, and our very first one was on the MLS. So they're, they're still out there. And uh, so that's what I would say, number one. Uh, number one, I'm going to, you know, just try to group it all together. I think number one is real estate agents. And they're going to mm. use the MLS because if you're not an agent, you can't use the MLS. So I think dealing with real estate agents yeah. and having those relationships with agents, they're going to, they can set up a listing for you on the MLS, which is the multiple listing service. That's mm-hmm. where people buy and sell, you know, houses through brokerages and agents. Those are on market deals. Those are still what 98, 95% of deals are still, you know, they're almost all on market. So I think yeah, MLS is a great option, but you have to know an agent. So I think just lumping it together, the a really good lead source and our first lead source was a real estate agent. So getting to know real estate agents, they can set up searches for you on the MLS, exactly like Lucas said. We're literally, if you tell them a zip code, an area, and price range, and like certain criteria, you will get emails every day or every day that a new house like that comes on the market. And then just getting to know agents because they're going to. Um, I had we had like four or five Tito's two days ago, and my like I'm still stuffy from Tito's from like forty eight hours ago. We're getting old, man. We're getting old. Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel fine, so that's good. But. Dealing with agents because agents come across so many distressed properties. You know, most agents are going to probably sell 10 to 20 houses a year, buy or sell. Maybe one or two of those is a distressed situation that they might need to sell to an investor. Most of them, they won't need to. But the more agents, you know, it's just a numbers game. You know, 20 agents, they all get in 20 houses. That's 400 houses. You know, hopefully there's a handful of distressed ones in there, you know. 50 agents and they whatever, you can do the math. But the more agents you know that deal with investors, the better, and they can use the MLS or just their listings to, to give you leads. Yeah, it, yeah, those are, those are almost two separate ways to go about it in my eyes. I know they're both real estate agents, but with um, you know getting a buyer's agent to go out and find you on market deals, it just takes one agent, right? Mm-hmm. But you also want to build relationships with multiple agents, as many as you can. That'll increase your chances that they're going to come across a house that instead of listing, they think it's a better idea to sell to an investor. And you want to be the first person that comes to their mind when they think of selling a house as is. 
just a quick little story of how we got our first as-is deal from an agent that didn't want to list it was uh, Sam and I got our, ended up getting our license at some point early in our career. And we joined a brokerage and we bought a couple off-market deals, building our rental portfolio. So all the agents in the office and the brokers started to kind of get to know us a little bit. And as soon as one of those agents that we've talked to and had conversations with in the past came across an off-market listing, they brought it right to us. And uh, we set up a meeting with the seller the agent and us, we offered them a fair price and they took it that day. So uh, that's not uncommon. That happened probably three, four, five times for us in our first 25, 30 deals. Awesome. So agents are the great number. We're going to try to do a little deep dive on each of them, but we don't want to spend too long on each of them. So agents are a great initial lead source through the MLS one or developing relationships. Quickly, Lucas, where can can they find real estate agents? Just, I kind of, I don't want to just tell them a good lead source, I want to tell them where they can find them. Yeah, that's a great point. Gosh, they're everywhere, number one. So there's there's so many different brokerages. You know, they've got the big box ones. you got the Keller Williams. you got Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, um, Coldwell Gundaker, right? And then uh, you can just search those particular ones and see where their local office is in your community. Honestly, I don't, besides that, you got another suggestion yeah, I would to just find say, agents? You know, just, and this, there's going to be a common theme to the places where you can find all these lead sources or at least the free ones, but join your local meetups. A lot of them will have agents that are investor friendly and no mm-hmm. investors. Uh, that's a great source. You know, your local Facebook groups asking. And then, yeah, just like you said, Googling them, driving, by, seeing billboards yeah. and just putting your name out there. But I mean, at our local meetup, I know Magnolia is a part of it, but our local meetup, there's 20 to 40 agents every mm-hmm. time and they all are investor friendly. So your meetups and your Facebook groups are great places. Can I give my favorite? Yeah. Um, my favorite, so one is agents slash MLS. Two is going to be wholesalers. So wholesalers, this is what they do. They literally go out and they do the paid advertising for the most part for you. They're almost like working for you. They go out and do everything. They find the distressed property. They negotiate it. They usually take pictures. They get a price. They usually understand the process. So they will get it cheap enough where they can make five, 10, 15 grand mm-hmm. on it. And you still buy it at a deep enough discount where you can make money on it and they do everything for you. So you just need to go find wholesalers and, and talk to wholesalers. But I mean, we're going to buy, we turn around and wholesale a lot of these, but how many houses are we going to buy from wholesalers this year? Oh, probably 60. Yep. And I know we got a lot of resources behind that. And same from agents are almost exactly the same. Yes. We're going to buy over a hundred houses well over that from these first two lead sources. And I know that we're a decent sized company in this space, but this, we're doing things that anybody can do. Like our yep. buyers are out there just going and connecting and contacting agents and wholesalers and on the Facebook groups, they're active and they go to the meetups and they get to know wholesalers. So wholesalers are my favorite because they do all the work and they're, it's much higher of a hit rate in my opinion, because there's a lot of agents that don't understand investing that are just going to start to bring you deals that aren't really deals. But wholesalers, if they bring you a deal and they're seasoned for the most part, it's probably close to a pretty good deal. Yeah. And wholesalers are one of my favorite too, to this day. They come in all different shapes and sizes. Where do they come? uh, In all different shapes and sizes. But uh, you could have the big box companies like ourselves because we sell deals at 80% minus repairs. That's how we sell deals. So there is meat on the bone on all of our deals. Now we buy them at 70 or 75%. So we mark them up 5 or 10% and sell them to an end buyer. But there's also like the onesie twosie wholesalers that maybe are doing 5, 10, 20 a year. And uh, you can be their best buyer if you create a relationship with them and find them at a local meetup or on the Facebook group, wherever. Because they can pay more than we can. 
and wholesalers bring us deals, but if they had a relationship with a really good cash buyer, most for the most part, they can usually pay more than us if it's a landlord or a flipper because we, almost every wholesaler, we build in enough margin to sell it and wholesale it out. Mm-hmm. So if somebody gets to know these wholesalers really well, they can potentially pay more than big box or bigger, you know, companies like us, you know, we'll still always be their, probably their best source and they're guaranteed, you know, to close source. But anyways, that's yep. just a thought. But what else, what else is a good way to get free leads? We got agents, yeah. we got a wholesalers. I would just say, just let everybody know what you're doing, that what you're looking for, that you're buying houses off market that need a little work. And the best way to let everybody know the fastest is to create some sort of a social media post and and continue posting and post pictures of your houses that you're rehabbing. But just a little post like, hey, I'm looking for a three bedroom, two bath in North County, under 1300 square foot, under $100,000. Does anybody know someone who has this deal? And then you can even sweeten it by saying, if you bring me a deal like this and I buy it, I will give you $1,000. So we talk about it being free, but you can build that $1,000 into like your rehab estimate and just pay that at closing. So instead of buying it for a hundred grand, you'll buy it for 101 and just make sure that deal still works. So you're not having to come out of pocket with that money. And you've actually bought some houses by posting on your personal Facebook page. It doesn't have to be like an everyday thing. You have your normal stuff, your friend's tagging you at the yeah. bar, your kids. You, you know, don't have to have of, 2 million followers. Like, no. I, I rarely post once a week, maybe. And it and this still works for me. You post about once a month-ish. Yeah. And you just about, but yeah, once a month you're posting and just saying, or you had in the past, you know, hey, we did this really cool deal and we bought clothes on this deal. And if you're mm-hmm. looking to sell your house, let us know. And we've got leads and buys just from you very, very organically posting yeah. about something. That's a great point. And it reminded me of a couple other things. This, this works that method works for both apartments, if you're in- interested in buying apartments, and single-family houses. And so does the real estate agent thing. They call them brokers in the apartment world, but it's the same exact thing. Build relationships with brokers, and that's how we've bought all of our apartments. Yep, for sure. So, so what's another one that you like? Well, I mean, they're all pretty, you know, connected. It's it's If you haven't got the gist of it, it's all networking and just talking to people and getting out there. But, you know, you mentioned... We mentioned wholesalers, real estate agents, social media kind yep. of, and then I want to just broaden even more, but they're different subset of people. It's connectors. So you just want to, the houses that we buy, Lucas, are houses that there's an issue with the house and the person, usually both, not always, but there's an issue. These aren't normal houses that get listed on the MLS that are like your neighbor's house. These are houses that need work. And while the percentage of them is extremely small, the numbers are large still, if that makes sense, because there's so many effing houses in the world. The percentage of distressed houses is very small, but it's on a large freaking number. So people are shocked at how many distressed houses are out there. So what happens with these distressed houses is something happens in this person's life and they need to get rid of the house and they're going to just talk to people about it. So the more people you know that know more people. So that was a weird ass way of saying like an insurance agent. They usually have a ton of connections. They have hundreds of people that you know, they are insurance agents for and their kids and their grandkids and somebody that knows a lot of people, guess what life happens. And, you know, they hear through conversation that, oh, so-and-so passed away yeah. or so-and-so is moving into assisted care facility or so-and-so is getting a divorce and they need to sell their house. And if you come to mind with that insurance agent, they're going to give you that lead. So they're connectors, we call them. They can be insurance agents, elder law attorneys, contractors that work on houses, bowling. Bartenders, bowling alley owners. Bartenders, bowling alley owners, just people that are social and around a lot of people, either for fun or for business. 
and people like talk to them and you know something happened in their lives or someone they know and they're going to bring you that lead we buy houses maybe not this year but over the years we bought several houses from a bowling alley owner yeah because it's a small bowling alley he bowls in the beer leagues with the guys and gals that there and has fun with them and gets to know them and and stuff happens and he hears about stuff happens in people's lives and he calls us and we we bought I don't know, 10 or 15 houses from a bowling alley owner. So that's a connector, I guess, is a long way to say it. It's just people that are out and about. Yeah. Our, uh, our three best lead sources right now, we, we lump them into wholesalers, real estate agents, and then connectors. And inside those lead sources, there's multiple people, you know, multiple agents, multiple wholesalers, multiple different types of connectors. And I think year to date, we're at like 39 wholesalers, 38 real estate agents and like 35 connectors. So it's real close. And that is a majority of our um, networking free business is comes from those three buckets right there. Yeah. So hundred and by the end of the year, 150, 200 houses this year that are from $0 marketing yep. spend, which I know there's effort, there's energy, there's maybe buying a drink at the bar to get to know these people, yeah. but it's, it's pretty Coffees, free. Lunch, just, hope just building be, that relationship, building an authentic relationship. They'll be too. your friends. Yeah. yeah. Don't have to force it. And, and treat these people like they're your customers, you know? Look for what they need in life, what they want in life. Take them out to dinner, buy them a new pair of shoes, do whatever it takes to to get them to to trust you and like you, and then obviously close the deal when you say you're going to close it. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. So I think we hit that pretty good. So there's a ton of free sources. Now let's talk about some paid sources and some pretty inexpensive paid sources to find distressed properties. And someone might ask the question, why would I pay for a deal when I can get it for free? Well, a lot of that's going to have to do with how quickly you want to grow and how soon you want to start because developing relationships with all the people we said might happen quickly, but it's most likely going to take months, if not years, to develop a yeah. solid base of connectors and wholesalers and agents. So if you want to get the ball rolling sooner, quicker, like right now, you yeah. can go do marketing, buy a house in a week if you really yeah. want to. So that's why you would spend some money on marketing if yeah. you want to do it quicker and if you just don't mind spending $250 a month on some of the marketing sources we're going to talk about. So what is that math, Mr. Math? That's, I don't know, three grand a year or something like that, three, yep. four grand a year in marketing when you'll probably, if you did that, my guess is if you're you know learning, get efficient, you'll buy three, four houses with that amount in a year. So you could potentially make a hundred grand if you flipped them or add four or five rentals for a three or four grand. So it's a it's well worth your time and energy to spend a little bit of money in marketing, I guess is what I'm saying. You're not just throwing money away stupidly. You're going to get more leads. And if you do it consistently, you're going to get a 10, 20x return on if it's just you doing it yourself. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Look at your relationship building with wholesalers, real estate agents, and connectors as maybe your you know your your personal brand your or your company brand and your forever money but that marketing money that's the tuesday money you can get the phone ringing right away if you spend a little money yeah for sure one of them we we call the uh networking people your the gravy train because they just keep coming yeah. back you're good at making up stuff that's what you do on this podcast i've had several people be like you guys i love you just make up words i was like that's lucas so make up a word that's like kind of like gravy train but for paid advertising think about it though okay okay all right so I'll start out the paid advertising, and then I'll hand it off to you. So there's a ton of different ways. We bullet train, bullet train, because it's the quicker. Bullet train and the gravy train. Oh, you, that's the best one you've ever done. <laughs> Woo! Good job, bro. Right, let's just end let's it. Now. Let's go. Let's. Uh, th that was <laughs> to infinity and beyond. beyond yep, uh, light year. Light year. We have kids. We, we promise. Have... We didn't go see it together. <laughs> yes, we we do see movies together, but not that. So 
a really good paid source that's inexpensive that does allow you to have a little bit of control is driving for dollars. So driving for dollars is just driving around looking for distressed properties. You drive in neighborhoods that you like to would like to flip or own rentals. So you're not just blanketing, you know, to wherever. So just drive where you want to own a house or would you you wouldn't mind flipping a house or I guess wholesaling one and just look for distressed properties. You'll drive in a neighborhood of a hundred houses if it's a good area. There's probably just one or two that are super distressed, but they're probably in there. And how you find them is you look for like crazy tall grass. I'm not talking like, you know, six inch tall grass. We're talking a foot, two foot tall grass. We're talking, you know, boarded up houses. You know, if it's trash, what are you smiling about? You got some inappropriate thing going on? You no, know? no. Yes, I, was thinking, yes. I was thinking of your nasty comment the other day when you said, I got my nasty rant. You're, we're looking for that nasty grass. Yeah, we are looking yeah. for that nasty grass. <laughs> um, and then like boarded up houses and then like stickers. I don't know why I keep saying like, but stickers on stickers. the front door saying it's condemned. And if it's trash day, like everybody else's trash is out and this one's not. Or if it's snowy and you're in an area that it's snow or it's winter, you know, there's the roof is not melted because there's no heat on the house. So things like that. You're just yeah. trying to find a house, a house that has those issues that I just mentioned has an extremely high likelihood to sell to an investor. And if you want to be that investor, then you drive for dollars. So yep. there's ways to do it. You can just go out and see the house and knock on the door, or you can look them up online on the tax records or like freepeoplesearch.com to try and contact the owner. That's a great way to do it. And that's fine. But there are apps and technology that can help you be efficient and effective and Deal Machine's one of them. We'll link them in the show notes. We have a free trial for them as well if you'd like to check them out. But Drive for Dollars is a great source to like go fast track it, yeah. bullet train it. Love it. What's your right. favorite? I'm going to go to direct mail. We've been doing, we've been kind of doubling down on direct mail lately. So this is where you just mail a postcard to um, a house and hopefully, not hopefully, um, we'll talk about ways to, to find the right houses that you're mailing here in a second. But, um, Obviously, you can do it by hand, but you can utilize, there's local mail houses out there that will send uh, large batches of mail for you at a very cheap price, you know, ballpark, maybe 50 cents per um, postcard, give or take, something like that. But who who are you going to mail these to? You got to pull lists. Uh, There's a lot of public data lists out there from uh, utilize PropStream or other list source. Um, Free trial to them too, if you want it. We'll link it in the show notes. Jade, make a note if you don't mind. Yeah. But yeah, you want to hit people that maybe are you know behind on their taxes, have some code violations, maybe behind on their payments. If you can figure that out, uh, there's there's a lot of different lists for you to for you to hit. So you, you figure out which ones you want to go after. Can't hit them all right away, more than likely. And so you double down on the ones you want to go after. You mail them and wait for the phone to ring. And it's not a one-time thing. You know, there there's campaigns. We usually meet mail each house about six, seven times before we before we stop. So um, you want to keep dripping on these people, um, get consistent with it, maybe mail once a month, give or take. And uh, that second month, you'll have, you'll probably mail all the same first people. Uh, and then maybe you'll have some new records as well that next month. Yeah. I remember when I was doing our marketing, we bought most of our houses from the first mailing, but it was pretty crazy. We bought a ton of houses from the second, third, fourth, and fifth. I mean, we bought as many houses from the fifth mailing as the second. Yeah. So the first one usually will get the most action. Yeah. But then if you continue to do it, do it, like you said, consistently at least five or six times because you're more likely or just as likely to get a house buyer lead on your fifth mailing as your second. So just don't give up. Yeah. And just create a little nice looking postcard that says, hey, we buy houses cash. Maybe you have your face on it. Maybe you have a family on it. I don't know. Just make sure they know that you're, 
you know, a local home buyer and not one of these big box buyers like uh, OfferPad or OpenDoor or anything like that, you know, we can't offer what they can offer, but we have other services that we can offer to our to our local community and local residents. And we usually offer higher prices with less issues and contingencies anyway. So people yeah. would rather deal local for sure. For sure. And then those apps I mentioned, Deal Machine and PropStream, those both have like postcards and letters in them. Yeah, you, you so can if you blast them out right through there. Yeah, if you're not creative. It's kind of an all-in-one thing. Yep. If you're not creative yeah. and don't want to create a postcard or don't know a mailing house, which is pretty would probably, I think, be intimidating for new yeah. investors, those apps will do it for yeah, you. Yeah, just do it through PropStream. Yeah, and see how you like it and then just improve from there. Mm-hmm. Deal Machine, you can mail from there too. All right, so another pretty inexpensive paid source that I like is Facebook ads. It's not very expensive. You can spend a hundred to 200 bucks a month on Facebook ads. You'll get a bunch of crappy leads, but you get some good leads as well. And you're able to make the ad through the Facebook uh, business side of the, of the app or of the program. I guess not really app. You got to do it on a desktop, but Facebook business is super easy to deal with. You can create ads, you can mail, you can send them out and you will get leads from that. So Facebook ads manager is extremely easy to use on the business side. And they're, they're, they're pretty cheap. You can spend 200 bucks a month and you'll get, I don't know, 10 or 20 leads minimum from that. There won't be the highest quality, but it'll at least get you some at bats. And the ads, you know, they don't have to be like these crazy high quality ads that you see. They could be simple. They could be a little picture of a house that says, sell your house now or something, or it could be a little video of yourself saying how you can help a family out of a tricky situation. So keep it simple, keep it raw, and uh, I think you'll get a good response. We still do. Ours are pretty simple. They're nothing elaborate. So uh, I highly recommend Facebook ads as well. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. I know that one. You You, didn't make up that one. I did not. That's an actual thing. I don't make shit up. You make it up. All right. Okay. So Let's talk about the deal of the week. Do you want me to do this one? Yeah, because it says driving for dollars house, and I don't even remember which one you want to talk about. So why don't you do it? Yeah, so it, this is a drive for dollars house. This is uh, one of the few that I bought from drive for dollars back when I was buying houses. I was driving out, and I used to do this when I would go look at a distressed house that we got a lead on or from mailing or maybe from a connector. And I looked at the area, and I liked it. I want to get a feel for the area anyway. You want to kind of see which houses are, are out and about and you know the condition of the area. Is this an A class, a B class, whatever it is? So I drive around, and I would spend 10 or 15 minutes before and after the appointment kind of getting a feel for the area, but also driving for dollars. Mm-hmm. So I would use the Deal Machine app, and I would put you know pin the property, and then I'd get all the information, and it would do it all for me. But it was one that I saw a few different times. I used the Deal Machine app. I messaged them. I sent them an email. But I ended up sending them a letter, a handwritten letter, and got a response and ended up buying it. I don't remember the exact details, but it was just a drive for dollars house that I was out and about anyway. And I think we ended up making like 25 or 30 grand on it. It was a really, really good deal. We ended up, I think, just wholesaling it out, didn't even close on it. But it was just a, a good example of kind of combining a few different things. You're getting a lead source from a real estate agent to go look at a house. So you want to get a feel for the area anyway, drive for dollars before and after your appointment yeah. and do that every single time. And if you look at a handful of houses a month, you'll get a handful more leads a month if you just spend you know a half an hour driving for dollars before and after the yeah, appointment. That's good. And if every house on the street looks like a driving for dollars house, you're not doing it right or you're in the wrong neighborhood. That's a good point. You know, you want the one that stands out with some nice houses all around it, the crappy one in the nice subdivision. Yep. I like it. I like it. So that's the deal. Oh, pro tip. The week. Oh, different thing. There you go. We should do a pro tip though. We can do a pro tip. Yeah. What's your, uh, 
What is your rant today? Do you have a rant? Yeah, I got a couple rants. So just do one. I don't have one, so just do one. We'll we'll, we'll save your other one for do the you, next episode. Okay, so I'll do them both episodes. So I'll do them both today. Yeah, just do one right now. Maybe I'll steal one on the second episode. Okay. Just do your favorite. My favorite one. Okay. What's uh, my favorite one is my son started kindergarten this year. Congratulations. Yeah, it's fun. You know, your daughter started last year. Um, started first grade, obviously this year. But I don't know if it's like this in your school, but my son, six years old. It's only 10 minutes of recess a day. That's probably the same at our school, but yeah. Or maybe it's 10 minutes twice a day. But either way, Not that's enough. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They need to be out there running like an hour a day to, to wear off that type of energy. And uh, I don't know. I don't care about much, but that just blows my mind. And they don't have gym every day, I don't think, either. At, at at, my it's twice a week at our school. Yeah, my yeah. daughter's school is like art, one day gym, one day and something. But yeah, yeah. 10 Minutes is not... I think it's two 10 minutes things, and sometimes they don't do the second one or something. Like, well, hopefully they're doing activities in the classroom that right. are kind of a little more But active. by the time you even get out there and, and get set up to play something, you got to come back in. That's yeah, just we used to be able to play like kickball games and basketball Soccer games. games, basketball, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, we probably had... They probably weren't as long as we thought, but I bet they were 25, 20 minutes, 20, yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah, so that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That pisses me off. Because I learned a lot on the on the playground, probably more than the class sometimes. And yeah, for you got, sure. You can find a... Kissing girls Find a girl the, under the monkey bars. Yeah. I was going to say I had a couple of those occasions. I kind of yeah. had my spot under the monkey bars, Kick, you know? Kickball was fun back in the day, man. Yeah, I used to boom the me ball. Me too, me yeah, too. I, I wore these special shoes one time. Oh my gosh. In kickball, but... Uh, I didn't know how special they were because I found them in like a closet and they were my sister's shoes and I got made fun of for wearing girls shoes. But I knew they would help me kick the ball very far and they did and I kicked one over the pavilion. What about so, those boom. what about those shoes helped you kick it further than I can, I just knew like when I put them on, they were solid. It was a confidence thing. It wasn't even yeah. a that was that led into issues later. They were in the life. Jordans of kickball shoes. What brand were they? <laughs> I don't know. Probably like Old Converse Did they have or something? On them? No, they were tennis shoes. Okay, we'll see about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to Katie. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you know, you definitely don't have to give us a five-star review, but... It'd be cooler if you did. Trying to start like a kind of a somewhat of a little bit of a, a repeatable thing that people are like, all right, he said that. So I remember that they said it'd be cooler if you did, so I'm going to subscribe. So five-star reviews really do help us out. Ratings really do help us out. You know, typing a review really does help us out. We put a lot of time and energy and kind of just bear ourselves like wide open for y'all on this podcast. So if you enjoyed this at all, we would really appreciate a five-star review sharing this with your friends. And, you know, we're trying to give as much free quality, actionable, entertaining information as possible. So uh, I feel like a five-star review, a click of a button and a share is not that big of an ass. So we would appreciate that very much. We would. See you on the next one. See ya. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message, and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.